Hey friends, it's your girl Krista Janine and we are back for season two of Trauma and Triumph. This season is filled with amazing stories from women who have used their trauma and turned it into triumph. We hope these stories inspire, encourage, and empower you to live the life of your dreams. Today we have Bianca Caceres. Bianca is a yoga instructor and single mom whose traumatic pregnancy led her to yoga and fitness and how she used both to find her ultimate healing today. Welcome to Trauma and Triumph, everyone who's listening in from wherever you are in the world. Um, today we have a special guest, Bianca, and we are going to dive right in per usual. So what is one trauma-centered event you've experienced that strikes you as most pivotal in your life or one of the most pivotal? Okay. Um, my pregnancy. Yeah. And what, like, give us a little, like, why? Because that was mine, too. Well, let me just being a single parent in general. But, like, what for you made it, like, a traumatic experience? Um, so I didn't have the most supportive partner. <laughs> um, I don't think overall it was the best experience that a lot of women would love to have while you're building this human in your body um yeah he was he was intense he yeah make the situation not great but I would have to say my pregnancy and after my pregnancy were some yeah uh, <laughs> just like just dealing with the emotions going through all that on top of being pregnant and young too. I was 20 years or I was 19 when I was pregnant. Um, it's not the way I saw my life going, but you know, it happens and we were there and yeah. yeah. So how, how did your family and like your friends respond? Um, my mom, so there's this crazy thing in my family where everyone gets pregnant at either 19 or 20. <laughs> I swear it's the weirdest thing, but that's just like something in our family where that's when everyone gets pregnant. So my mom, she was also a young, a young mom as well. So she was very, very like on top of me about a lot of things. And when I turned 19, she was just like, what are you doing? When did you get your period? You know, like mm -hmm. at the time I thought, oh my God, she's being insane. Now that I'm a mom, I get her. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, she, uh, um, she was counting my tampons, which mom, <laughs> I swear I'm not like, <laughs> not saying anything bad. I get it. But yeah, she was just, she was scared at that time and she kind of knew before I even told her she just knew I was pregnant asked me one day because I just couldn't I didn't have the guts to tell her like mom I'm pregnant right. but she just asked me and then I'm like okay I'm gonna tell her <laughs> yeah um and she was sad she didn't want that for me um my dad I don't really know how to react um my brother surprisingly was the most supportive ever and he's just very like 
he's very different than me. Like yeah. I would to explain myself as like being this happy, friendly dog. And my brother is more of like a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for him to be supportive, it was, it was nice because I didn't expect it, but he was just like, well, I'm here for you. If you need anything, let me know. Yeah. Um, most of my family was very supportive um, compared to everyone else that got pregnant right during that time I think that growing up I was very babied from my parents my family I think just being shy and like very quiet and timid um everyone just didn't want to give me a hard time like yeah I mean it it was at the time it was nice but I think now it affects me a little bit from being babied um but yeah, um, it wasn't the horrible, wasn't such a horrible reaction, but I think it was more in myself of what I felt. It didn't yeah. matter if people were supportive or not. It was just like something I, it was hard for me to let go. Yeah. I was never that girl either that like wanted kids in marriage. Yeah. It was very different for me to accept. (laughs) So then what, I guess, what was that transition like for you from going from like, I didn't necessarily want kids or to be married to them being pregnant, your partner isn't being supportive, your family is sort of supportive, you know, a little, but also like there's a little bit of disappointment because that's not what they necessarily want for you. Like, what was that transition like for you? And also, how was your pregnancy, right? And how did that impact your pregnancy? So it was waves. It came, like, there was moments where I was very excited. I mean, I read, you know, new mom books, all of that. I looked into the foods that you should be eating and should not be eating or trying to avoid, like, I didn't even get my nails done because I didn't want the chemicals. Like, I was very about it but the experience I think one I just being young and not having like another person next to you to support you is pretty rough um and he was also present in moments and then vanished at times and then Mm -hmm. come back and then like even when he was there, it was, it was pretty bad. Like there was a time where I woke up and he wasn't there. I was sleeping at his house um, and he wasn't there and neither was my wallet. Oh, wow. My phone. Um, I just remember waking up like, like if I was in a dream, like this, no way this would happen. Not yeah. when I'm pregnant. Um, and just going through that. And, you know, when I, my phone got stolen from the baby I was, I mean, the person I was going to have a baby with, I didn't even care to have a phone after that because it was the best way to not communicate with anyone and mm-hmm. not have to talk about like what I'm going through. So after that happened, I kind of just went into this like deep, dark hole where I would just be in my room all day 
Yeah. Wouldn't talk to anybody because, of course, I didn't have a phone. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of dark moments during my pregnancy. Um, but then there was also happy moments of just, you know, kind of like experiencing a human being growing inside you. Overall, it's a beautiful experience to like go through stage one, two, and three and just yeah. how your body reacts to it. I would always love to have that experience with me, but there's just a lot of bumps in the road that it didn't make it the most beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and then so during, I guess that, so I guess during that and then coming out of it as well, it's like, how do you feel like you grew like emotionally or spiritually or even mentally during that process of like kind of processing everything and how it was working out in real time in your life? Yeah. So I think, well, I try to make, even after that, I still try to make the relationship work. I was very about like not being that young <laughs> Hispanic girl that gets pregnant and then is a single mom. Like I just didn't want to have that title to me. So I tried so much to make it work, even though this was a person that just wasn't serving me in that way. And it was just was not a good relationship for my overall well-being. that finally I had to just kind of like take a step back and be like, right, but is this what you want your daughter mm -hmm. to grow up seeing? And I was like, this is like, I'm not even happy. Like, this isn't, I wouldn't want her to be with someone like this. Like, this is where I, I kind of have to, like, really put my foot down and just step away from the situation. And I think it was more of, like, a fight or flight response. I just mm -hmm. moved on from the situation, and that was it. And I never really talked about it with anyone. My family members never really asked me. They were just like, okay. This is what you're doing, you know, like, I think everyone kind of wanted me to leave. So they weren't going to question it. But um, I never really like, went through the emotions after that. It was like, nope, I'm strong. I'm good. You're not going to cry. You're going to do what you got to do. And um, that's when I got into strength training and like meal prepping, all of that and just yeah. being I just went all the way in and it was kind of my distraction at the time. It's yeah. what made me happy. So I kind of just, anytime I did feel any kind of emotion, I would go to the gym and that was yeah. it. And then finally, there was a time where I didn't want to go to the gym because I just, I needed something different. Like I was going to go on a hike but it was raining, so I decided to take a yoga class, a hot yeah. yoga class. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember I just bawled my eyes out during Shavasana, and that's when I was like, hmm, maybe I need to work on some things. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think that's so 
valuable for people to understand is like, I know people are like, oh, I work out and I meal prep and, you know, X, Y, and Z, but there is a level of spiritual and like emotional release that happens in those spaces that we don't speak too often. And a lot of people before they even dive into the spiritual aspect of themselves, it's like my physical self is something that I can control right now in this moment. And people need that sense of self-control because that's how they can navigate things, especially when you feel like your world is so different and out of control than what you expected it to be. It's like, and it's funny because I feel like a lot of people who work out a lot, we joke about this where it's like, yeah, I'd rather go to the gym than deal with my problems, but it's a real like thing. It's like, this is something tangible that I know I can start and finish and see progress in. And my real life isn't necessarily like that all the time, right? And even to yoga, there's a lot of release that happens in yoga, especially if you're focusing on different aspects of the body. And we do, we hold an emotion in our body. And so many people cry in Shavasana or like in hip openers, because that's where, you know, you find that sense of release. But it's so much, that's why I talk about what I talk about so much, like fitness and health is so much more than just getting a physical, like aesthetic. There's so much more good things that come from it. So I love that you share that because so people need to hear that they're the other side of fitness besides I'm gonna be really cute and summer ready like yeah you'll look good this summer and I love that for you but (laughs) you're like helping yourself heal so much further outside of that so then from you I guess being pregnant having your daughter deciding to leave that relationship and then finding fitness like what was it about fitness that kind of drew you in as a space of like healing well, I think, and I'm going to be honest, in the beginning, like you want to do fitness, you want to exercise mainly because of the aesthetic part. Like you just want to feel good about yourself again. And I just remember also none of my, I've never had like a huge death in my family. Um, and then my aunt had passed away during that time as well. And I just found myself waking up at like 4.30 a.m. every day. And I remember not even crying during my aunt's death either. It was just a a weird time in my life where I felt like I didn't feel anything. Like it was more of me just always telling myself like if you cry, you're weak. Mm -hmm. Find a way to deal with your emotions. So that's kind of why I got into going to the gym. I would go to the gym at five in the morning. I don't know why I would just wake up at (laughs) five. And I was like, well, might as well make the most of it. And I started going to the gym. I started feeling a little better about myself. I got into nutrition as well, just with breastfeeding and, you know, learning about that aspect of milk production, everything. And I don't know, it was just something that interested me. And it felt nice again to like feel good about yourself. Because for a while, I was just like getting like, it was just an abusive relationship where it was never anything nice said to me. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was something that I was giving myself. And 
that's what like drew me to it. And then I found a friend, um, her name's Kiara. <laughs> she would go to the gym at five in the morning as well. And we just like inspired each other, motivated each other. We're, it's also great to start off with a friend because you never want to be that friend that says, oh, I'm sorry, I can't come. Like, so okay. after like your excuse, <laughs> you're like, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> Um, and it's just nice to have that journey with someone if you can, but if not, it's, it's however you can give yourself that one hour, just like give yourself that one hour each day if you can, like, and for me, it was fitness. And then finally, when I got into yoga, it was a different type of fitness, you know, I think aesthetically I got into weight training well I got into weight training for the aesthetic reasons and then for yoga it was more the mental like aspect of it that's when I enrolled into teacher training and where I met you (laughs) yeah yeah I just realized like it's okay to feel things right it's okay to cry if you need to. Um, and yeah, that's. And it's so interesting because I feel like a lot of people don't speak to, <laughs> don't speak to the trauma, one of even being pregnant, because a lot of women have traumatic pregnancies outside of like my partner just isn't here. And it's not a conversation people speak too often because it's like, oh, pregnancy is a beautiful thing and blah, 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 blah. And yes, all of those things. Love being pregnant. Highly recommend it. If you want to do it, do it. Great. However, I think there is something to that space of like when it's an unexpected pregnancy, when you're young or when you're not married. And we might even put it on ourselves because I went through this a little bit being like disappointed in yourself because this isn't what you wanted for your life either. And like figuring out how to reconcile that also with your friends and family and people who are trying to be supportive. Because what I did for a long time is just like, I didn't really accept help unless I absolutely needed it, right? And it's like, I was like, well, I put myself in this situation. Like I'm totally capable of like handling whatever. And what was kind of that space of you for like, for lack of a better term, like forgiving yourself, right? And moving forward with your life in a space where you could feel confident in yourself again, outside of just like physical fitness. Like what was that journey of like self-forgiveness? Well, I would say the entire pregnancy, I couldn't forgive myself. Like in my head, I was in denial about the situation. Like it was just very hard to accept. Um, But I would have to remind myself that there's a lot of women that want to be pregnant and that, you know, like it's not as easy. And I overall, it's like, it's an amazing thing. So but I'm going to be honest at that time, I was like, this isn't what I want though. Like um, just trying to be grateful as much as I can. Um, but it was hard. It was a hard journey for me to forgive myself. I would say I didn't even forgive myself until like, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe recently. 
Yeah. I I would say probably 2020, craziest year, but yeah. That was probably the year where I I kind of you know, school myself, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Years later, like you do yeah. what you can and you know you should be proud of where you where you've come as a person, as a single mom, as a Yeah. Um, yeah, and I <laughs> and I think that's I mean, but that's real, right? Because yeah. I mean I think Chris and Penelope are around the same age. Yeah. Because how old is a year older? How old is he? He'll be um, nine on May 1st. Oh, then a a couple months then, because she's eight. She turned eight in February. Oh, okay. So then, yeah. So, I mean, I have those days too where I'm like, man, if I wasn't a single parent right now, things would be easier. And I don't think that we're given that space either to be like, yeah, I love my kid. I love being a parent. Sure. Whatever. But like, if I weren't right now, so many things would be easier from a variety of like spaces in your life. And I think it's okay to say, right. And it's okay to say, Hey, I didn't forgive myself for this for a long time, probably because it was one hard, right? And then until you get to a space where it's not as hard, it's hard to be like, yes, I forgive myself for putting me in this hard situation. Like, mm, do, do I? Probably not. It's like, ah, you should have made better choices. But that being said, it's like parenting is hard, whether you have a dual household or not. And I don't think we give women specifically that space to say like, yeah, parenting's hard. I don't always like it. Sometimes it sucks. And sometimes I look at my friends that don't have kids and I'm a little envious and that's okay too. And like, and that's why I think conversations like this are so important because you can have a variety of feelings at the same time and none of them are invalid, right? Cause they are your feelings. They are your truth. So I think it's so great for you to be like, yeah, maybe a couple of years ago, I was at a space where I was like, this might not suck. Um, and like, and I love you for being honest with that, because I think, again, we're not given permission to really live in our honesty. And we're made to be like, oh, you just need to be grateful, right? To your point, because a lot of women want babies, and they can't have babies. A lot of women have to go through hell and high water to even get pregnant. And it's like, yes, and I appreciate their situation. And like, it's no disrespect for them and their experience but in like this case this really sucked for me yeah you know so I think that's fair to say and I think both scenarios are equally like of importance and as women we have to stop being like well your experience was better than my experience like eh, they both could have sucked like we don't know (laughs) I mean like who's to say (laughs) So I just, I do appreciate you sharing that. But then another question I have, like, just as a follow-up is what do you think you realized was like your strength in that space or how did you gain strength during that process? I guess going through all the motions of feeling really, really sad, angry, um, and everything. Yeah, I, I had some pretty dark moments of, um, after my pregnancy, when I realized, oh my God, I had a baby with someone that I want to like, strangle, 
honestly like <laughs> I understand that sentiment very well he wasn't nice to my mom either that was really hard for me like my mom is everything to me so it was just a bunch of emotions on top of just not feeling pretty after pregnancy you know like everyone tells you yes it's a dramatic experience but once you have the baby like it's all worth it and I'm like mm, I'm not sure <laughs> like was it was it all worth it (laughs) this was brutal like you guys lying to me um no it was beautiful but it was intense I went through 36 hours of labor I pushed for three hours ended up having to have an emergency c-section oh wow this was just a wild experience for me um and then my milk wasn't coming in right away it ended up coming three days later, all at once. Oh, um, wow. Which is painful for anybody who doesn't know. That's a very painful experience to have your boobs engorged like that. So in case you were wondering. The worst experience on top of my C-section. Like I didn't have my medication. Like it was just a bunch of things. And I'm very independent. So my mom raised me that way. So for her, for me to even ask her to help me take a shower, I remember just breaking down in that moment, just being sleep deprived, having my mom help me, being 20, single mom, like there was just a bunch of emotions going on at that moment. And, but I think it was also important for me to feel, you know, like shit happens. Life isn't pretty with rainbows and all the things above like I think it's important to kind of go through those experiences to just remind yourself like you can get out of it there are prettier experiences and you know like now when I do deal with things I just think of that time and just remind myself like you made it through that part like you can make it through a bunch of other parts in your life. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's so important to view certain aspects of our life, again, that were not pretty or what we envisioned or this beautiful package of like sunshine that somebody told us we were supposed to have. It's like, you know, those are the moments too that are defining moments in our lives more so than those happy moments, right? Because yes, happiness is great and I'm all for it and joy is beautiful. But like, it's those moments that like could break you technically that coming out of them on their side, like it does, it gives you a sense of gratitude and perspective on what you are capable of achieving in the future. And that being said, like, what would you say to a young woman who is in a similar situation who is just like feeling down and out and disappointed in herself and doesn't know, you know, how she's going to make it through. Like, what would you say to encourage her in this stage she's in in life? That she's strong and she can do it on her own for sure. Without a doubt, like every woman is strong as fuck. Um, I can say that as well. You can say that. It's fine. That's here. Um, and also like, I think a lot of women always define themselves as mothers once they are, 
which amazing thing, but like, don't lose yourself in that either. You know, I had to give myself that one hour every morning, even if it was at five in the morning, like I had to always give myself something in order to give others a part of me as well. Like, I know as a mother, you want to give everything to your child and just like, do you want that best mom award, but like, it just doesn't exist. So give yourself (laughs) that one hour, do what you got to do to at least make yourself feel like you are worth everything. And then all of that falls into place with. Yeah. And then what would you say to like family or friends of somebody in that situation, how they can be supportive and encouraging with not being overbearing kind of in that, that space? Um, You just always have to remind yourself of your hard situations and like what you felt in those moments. Like it's not as easy as being, as walking away right away or, being like, oh, I wouldn't even deal with that. Like, I would never let someone put me through that. Like, you don't know until you actually go through it. Right. You always have to remind yourself that be humble. Like, we all go through shit and we all deal with it on our, like, the way that we deal with it, even if it takes anywhere from six months to five years. Like, you know, like, we all deal with things differently and the best I would have like I'm so grateful that I had my family there backing me up because I think I probably would have been in the situation longer if I didn't have my family supporting me because then I would have felt like this is all I have right and so with anything like always be supportive even if you don't support the situation tell your friends or family that you are there no matter what because that's the most important and then how do you feel like you've grown the most in that space over the past what eight years I guess nine years technically because you gotta get the kid here so (laughs) (laughs) um always reflecting back to it and just reminding myself of where I mean I was so young too these are my 20s like yeah. I'm gonna look back in five years from now and still think that I've I've grown so much from it but yeah I mean that's just what life is just looking back and thinking oh my god why did I say that why did I do that <laughs> yeah. um, but I would have to say that yoga and and training always brings me back to all of that just yeah in the sense of I don't know even like with strength training like you you remember yourself the first day you stepped into that gym and just like those emotions yeah. that you felt and then now you're going in there like bad bitch energy and just <laughs> like <laughs> lifting heavy things yeah. putting them back down absolutely <laughs> like the first few years are are pretty difficult you don't feel that great um 
but then you're so proud of your progress. Yeah. Where you have become. Yeah. <laughs> so then how do you feel like you've found triumph in your space as a mom or as like, you know, a young adult? having your entire 20s dedicated to you know another human and then for another decade after that um like how do you feel that you found that space of triumph and really sitting in in your seat of power and who you are as a person despite all of the things and how they played out so I don't think I would be the person that I am today if I didn't have a child I don't think I well who knows but I feel like I have a like more pressure but ambition at the same time like I have an eight-year-old daughter that I want her to look up to me and be like that's who I want to be when I grow up just the way I looked at my mom growing up you know like love that she's independent and strong and she supports herself um and yeah I always I always think that I don't I, I don't think I would be as ambitious if I didn't have a daughter. And although it wasn't the time preference that I wanted, like I'm also super happy that it did happen because I don't think I would be as strong mentally, physically without her. So, yeah. No, I 1000% agree. Like, I don't think I'd be the person I was. About. I am right now if I didn't have a kid I'm gonna be honest like I, I don't know who I'd be but I'd be somebody very different um and I probably wouldn't be doing the work that I do now either if I'm being honest so yeah it's it's definitely being a parent it like brings out a side of you that you won't necessarily get to experience otherwise so I 1000% agree with that and any last words before we get into this lightning round Um, no, because I'll probably say my last words during the lightning round. <laughs> oh, funny. That's fair. Okay, so then what is one thing you are most proud of you've achieved in life? Being a single mom, one. But I have to say that I'm very grateful for my mom, my dad, and my brother that have supported me through this entire thing and have helped me raise my daughter it literally takes the village so super happy that and grateful for them honestly um but another thing would be becoming a yoga instructor yeah. <laughs> um i'm very shy quiet timid yeah. um <laughs> you know so funny I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so even teaching a class, whether it's three people or 30, um, it's a lot. And I auditioned twice to become a yoga instructor, didn't get it. By the third time, I was like, not for me. I'm just going <laughs> to be a student. It's fine. Yeah. And then the manager at Encino, Leanne, was just like, just audition. Try it out again. And I'm like, yeah. oh, fine. And I got it. And yeah. it's something I'm proud of because I kept trying. Like, even during the pandemic, 
I would teach my family yoga. I would teach my friends yoga, you know, like it wasn't something I gave up entirely, but I had my doubts a little bit just because of the the road yeah. along, but I'm proud of where I've become with yoga as a student, as a teacher, and just everything that it's taught me. And I'm happy that I'm able to teach others. Yeah. Some key poses that we that we learn in yoga that we learn in yoga no I love that and I yeah and it's definitely not been easy and I tell people this all the time like becoming a yoga instructor and actually teaching yoga are two different things like you can get anybody can get a certification but actually finding a space to teach and someone to let you teach and pay you to teach it's definitely hard it's a lot challenging it's a lot more challenging than people realize so especially as a woman of color uh so yeah I mean that's definitely an achievement that's nothing to like sneeze at because it does it takes a lot to get from yes I have my certification to now yes I am an instructor 1000 percent. and then that journey of (laughs) teaching a bunch of people and realizing yeah that did not work and then oh that was good and just different bodies different personalities different energy like I feel like I'm a therapist right now because you are of all the energies that you consume with teaching. I don't think anyone ever tells you that either. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely hard. And it's like, it's that space of people who hold space for other people. It's harder than I think people realize to do that. Like it is a very special skill set and everybody does not have that skill set and you know it's nothing against the people who don't have it but just acknowledging that it takes a specific type of person to be in the wellness space um yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely a process (laughs) okay so what is your number one goal for 2022 2022 um i want to find more peace honestly (laughs) I think I went through I think these eight years eight nine years I've just been going through the different motions um we didn't feel anything I felt everything I felt anger and all this and now I'm in the stage of like what do I feel now? You know, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I feel more emotional now than I've ever have. I've gone through some dark stages last year, the year, just like, um, so truly, I just want to find something that makes me feel happy and peaceful. Yeah. So then where do you see yourself in five years then? Like, what's your, what's your five-year plan? Five years. <laughs> I want to keep creating. So during all of this, I realized that I I have a passion for cooking. I have a passion for just moving my body and all of those of like an artistic side to them, I guess you would say, even like creating content. You're you're a photographer, you're a you're a videographer you're an editor you're all the things everything so and I find enjoyment in that and just seeing the the ending of it and just like 
so I just like creating. Um, so anything that keeps me creating, it doesn't have to be a specific title, just as long as I am doing what I love, which I found and whether it's creating, telling people to move or anything like that, that's what I want to keep doing in five years. I love it. And then what first impression do you want others to experience when they meet you? I want people to always feel safe. Like they can come to a space of non-judgment and just good energy, you know, just express who you are. I love that. I'm here for it. Whatever it is, just be you and I would never judge. And that's what I want people to feel. I love it. And then what's one quote you live by and why? So not specifically a quote, but I try to live by practicing non-attachment, which is something I've learned in yoga. Just Mm -hmm. seasons, people, emotions, they come and go and just kind of going through those and acknowledging them, loving them, experiencing them, and then also just letting them go because nothing lasts forever. So no, I think, yeah, I mean, and and that is the best way to live life, honestly. So I am right there with you. I love that. Well, then tell everybody where they can find you, where they can do yoga with you, how they can follow you on the internet, all the things. So I currently don't have my Instagram activated, but maybe when you put this episode out, I will. <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram or TikTok, I guess. Um Bianca Caceres. If not, you can come flow with me at Core Power um, in the Encino location or Studio City. Um, And yeah, if not, I mean, Bianca Caceres, just remember that. You'll find it somewhere. (laughs) You'll find it somewhere. Well, Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, for helping people, again, who might be in similar situations and trying to find their way out. Again, these are like, the reason why I really want people to listen to these stories is because they're more relatable than any of us want to admit. And very few of us actually have the space or opportunity to tell our story. So thank you so much for coming. Um, Any last words you want to leave with the people before we head out? Well, thank you for letting me be a part of this. Um, Kind of the first time I've ever really talked about it. So um, yeah, don't take life too seriously. Everything is, I don't know, everything's fine, but yeah. Everything's fine, guys. (laughs) Everything's fine. Believe in yourself and thank you again. Well, thank you. And thank you for everybody who listened. And please tune in next week for another episode of Trauma and Triumph. And there you have it, friends, another episode of Trauma and Triumph. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. And if you're liking what you're hearing so far, feel free to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music. See you next week for another triumphant story.